0: Welcome to Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, the overeating podcast, where I'll be showing up weekly to share with you what I've learned during my binge eating recovery, helpful tools such as yoga, mindfulness, and energy medicine. My name is Stel, and my purpose is to inform and educate so that you can fast track your recovery in healing your relationship with food and finally trust yourself around the peanut butter jar. Join me as I share top tips, my struggles and triumphs to help inspire or just entertain. Remember, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't stop overeating. That's why I'm here to guide you along the way. If you are a regular listener to the show, you know that mindfulness is a big priority for me. Now with supporting more clients in the food freedom program, energy healing sessions, traveling interstate to promote my message of food freedom, I'm even more committed to maintaining a regular meditation and yoga practice. So on my phone wherever I go is this amazing app filled with all the meditation and mindfulness tools called Aura. Aura is an all-in-one app for mindfulness and well-being. If you've tried other meditation apps before and it never felt like it made a difference, it's most likely because the content wasn't customized for your needs. Aura is designed differently, and that's why it works. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to emotional health. Aura is the first personalized, all-in-one app that learns how to best help you. Aura's personalized recommendations are curated daily just for you. So you can rise, take on the day and go to bed feeling centered. One of my favorite features is the reminders I get during the day to take a break and breathe. I also get personalized mindfulness recommendations delivered to my phone every day. With Aura, you get to tap into an endless library of resources for your well-being, all taught by the world's best coaches, therapists, and storytellers, including me. The best part is you can schedule an energy healing or food freedom coaching session with me right from the app. And we have worked out a special deal for my listeners. So start a new mindfulness habit today. Visit aurahealth.io forward slash forward stell to receive a 30 day guest pass for free. That's a u r a h e a l t h dot i o forward slash g u e s t P-A-S-S forward slash S-T-E-L. Love and light, my loves. Welcome back to the Beyond Overeating podcast by Wholesome Lifestyle Project. My name is Coombe Heath. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. Today is one of those really special episodes where I've actually invited a guest speaker Uh, Heather Mitchell who is a beautiful beautiful amazing person she's also a money mentor and I'm excited to delve into the the correlations between our relationship with food and relationship with money today so welcome Heather so excited to have you here.
1: Thanks Del it's great to be here really excited for this interview.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to read you uh, um, and read a little bit about Heather. So everyone kind of just knows your background and where you're from. And then obviously, we'll get more into a deeper discussion um, in the most amazing work that you do with your clients and money. So for those of you who are interested to learn more about money and how you can manage it better and you know maybe you feel ashamed because you've spent a lot of money on binge food or you know there there is just a strained relationship with money this episode is really going to support you Heather is amazing her knowledge is phenomenal so make sure to listen to this episode please share this with a friend or family member if it's added value to your life but let's get into um, a little bit of an intro to Heather. So marrying together the spiritual and emotional with the physical, Heather takes people on a colossal journey into the world of money. She helps them discover their fundamental relationship and behavior around money and success. Correct any areas of concern and get the universe on side. Learn how to manage money and build a solid investment portfolio. That is so awesome. Who doesn't want to have the universe bringing money into your life and also help you build that, that beautiful portfolio? Like, so I'm so excited to learn more. So this is a transformative process. And by changing people's money mindset, it also enhances other areas of our lives. And, you know, like we'll get more into this, but um, when we feel restricted in our money, we might feel restricted in our food or other areas of our lives. So I'm excited for us to talk about that more. So Heather teaches both women and couples, women to level out of the disparity of financial literacy between women and men and with couples to help them get on the same page about money, opening up a dialogue between them, creating a deep understanding of each other's behavioral patterns and allow them to move forwards with their dreams together. That's super special. Thanks uh, for a very forward-thinking father. Heather has been a personal investor since a really early childhood so has had over four decades in the trenches she has spent more than 15 years as a quantitative reach researcher her own investment account increased almost two and a half times in five years she specializes in tech and crypto investing and loves to show how fun and enjoyable investing actually is. She runs the Foundations of Financial Freedom Group mentoring program for both women and couples. So uh, we'll get into more ways for you to um, connect with Heather later on. And we'll, I'll also post her webpage into the show notes today so that you can go and follow, follow her journey. All right. So thank you, Heather, for, for joining me and for that beautiful um, information that you provided us with regards to your journey and how you help, especially women. Uh, most of the people who listen to my podcast are, are women. So thank you for coming here today and telling us more about how we can make more money, which everyone loves. <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) so did you want to tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to be a money mentor
1: sure Um, so I'm Heather Mitchell and I'm a mentor from Finding Equilibrium and well how do I get to be a money mentor well I guess it was just that all the pieces of my life kind of came together for this, for this role, really, it's sort of like, it's just heaven sent, I think. Um, I, as you said, you know, my dad was really forward thinking. And I remember even at six years old, just being part of that conversation. And, you know, as an aside, it's amazing how much six-year-olds can understand because I understood (laughs) a lot of it. And, you know, so I've literally been investing my whole life, you know, and I think it's interesting because, you know, I especially in England you don't talk about money so I did it very much in secret um, as I was growing up and it wasn't really till I came to Australia nearly six years ago that it I suddenly outed myself as a (laughs) as an investor which is quite interesting so it was kind of you know it was that it was the fact that I did you know lots and lots of research for major organizations and it was all about understanding human motivation and why people do things and I just find it so interesting and fascinating why we behave the way we do sometimes we just do things that are detrimental to ourselves and it's really understanding you know why that is why we you know self-sabotage and stand in our own way and talk badly to ourselves and you know do things you know from the food point of view as well you know why do we do that it's it really fascinates me so uh, you know a lot of what I do is you know looking at behavior and looking at data as well and bringing everything together and understanding all the patterns and um, helping people to so sort of um, yeah get that clarity because I think once you have the clarity you can actually do something about it so yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah
0: Amazing, and I know you mentioned that you you kind of learned from like listening in on your dad's conversations, and he taught you a little bit about money. But how did you transition that into becoming a money mentor yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, so I suppose also, I suppose the other influence in my life was my mom, who was very much a saver. So she taught me that side of things, um, and so we had what was called right energy is now finding equilibria but it was our hobby business in england we just did it it was a repository for lots of information about well-being and then when we came to australia six years ago um it suddenly became much more sort of f- forward center and it became much more serious now the model itself the business itself is all about holistic well-being and there's a there's a model all about well-being from the broadest perspective so it talks about um well-being from you know physical and mental and mindset and connections and money and time so that's our whole lives and all the different aspects of life can fit into one of those five pillars and so it as as time progressed i realized that my specialism was money because i've just been doing it my whole life and um And I also have this passion to help women because I really don't understand why there's a disparity between men and women when it comes to financial literacy. We make up half the workforce. You know, you know, it's been a long time since it was male dominated sort of a society. And yet, you know, it's still, you know, statistically less. And that really just bothers me. So <laughs> it became my mission to sort of help women to to at least become at parity and, and hopefully even even better. So that was the other sort of driving force to sort of help others and and pay things forward from that sort of thanking my dad for all that he did for me.
0: Oh, amazing. And, you know, I, I, I can just hear the passion in your voice. And it's amazing when we actually find that one thing that we can help others with. And I, I can just see, you know, when we talk, your eyes sparkle, like <laughs> just, you know, just sharing your stories and everything. So, um, yeah. So what does it mean to have a relationship with money? And can you give us maybe a few examples?
1: sure well i think it's very interesting but everybody has a relationship with money you know people may not realize it but they they do and i think you know once you uncover i think it's important that you know you get it right because under the surface we could be repelling money without actually realizing it so for example you know i have you know no so many clients who come from a very poverty mindset you know there was one in particular who just not only did she have a poverty mindset because she grew up her dad was um, a factory worker and he just would have a go at his wife every night f- you know about money so she's kind of grew up with a poverty mindset but she also had this belief that money would disappear if she didn't spend it all now I don't know She didn't know why, but I suspect they used to raid her piggy bank because that would kind of, that would explain that. So, you know, so she had to spend everything. So of course it was devastating Hmm. for her wealth creation. So we, you know, we sort of, you know, it was amazing the transformation because, you know, she just did not need to spend anymore. Like after we kind of shone a light at it, she was, she realized what was happening and now she's investing in property and and everything It's really like amazing. Amazing. Um yeah and then another client you know she had this sort of association of money with her father who she absolutely hated so she was inadvertently repelling money because he rep- money represented her father to her so it was just so interesting how it's so subtle but it has major major implications on on an actual day-to-day basis
0: yeah amazing well those are some great examples. And, um, what is the, what is the craziest money belief you've ever come across?
1: Um, well, I had one client who she, her father only complimented her and her mother when they were looking pretty and having and wearing nice clothes. So that started an obsession with like buying clothes and, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, spend on clothes I mean it's you know it's very interesting because when you look at someone's spreadsheet when you look at someone's spending pattern you can instantly tell so much about a person like a person can tell me about themselves but when I actually look at their data it really does kind of you know because they, they're putting their money where their mouths are so mm. yeah it was like disproportional so you know it's like okay what's about this this these clothes <laughs> so you know and you know again it's like shining a light at it it's just like oh okay I don't need to do that You know, suddenly it just becomes, you know, because it was just a pattern, you know, it just Mm. became an obsession. So then she just now goes shopping in her own wardrobe, which is pretty cool, isn't it? (laughs) She (laughs) never ever has to go shopping ever again with clothes.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing when we actually break those beliefs that create negative behaviors, you know. Um, And I mean, there's nothing wrong with buying nice clothes but there are other things that we can like invest in rather that will build us some wealth or, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Well.
1: I mean, there's a balance to be had, you know, mm. it's not, obviously not about buying no clothes, but if yes. you just spend like every penny on clothes and that's not going to be substantiated, it's not, it's not long-term and it's, um, it's just, uh, you know, we we've got a, another brand called equilibrium and it's all about, you know, balance having a balanced life and if you just that's just tipping too far into the buying clothes phase you know (laughs) because something has to give so something else is is going to be lacking Mm. because of that particular obsession
0: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely okay well did you want to tell us to then like you know now that we've uncovered that there's beliefs and behaviors around money how can um What advice can you give to women to build a better relationship with money itself?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's important to realize that abundance is our natural state. I think that's the first really important point is that, you know, we are meant to be abundant. The universe doesn't want us to be kind of in pain or in lack or anything. So it's kind of almost like opening yourself up to that. And just um, you know, so identifying the relationship and just making friends with money. I think that you know, if you could have a, a much more kind of down to earth and friendly relationship with money, then it just it would just flow more more easily. It'd just be more likely to be coming towards you rather than kind of running away in the opposite direction.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and it's usually because we create that resistance um, when and and you know I, th- I think the universe hears hears that
1: <laughs> yes i think so and i think a really good tip that i've been doing ever since i came to australia is when i wake up i say to myself today is going to be an amazingly awesome day and what that is it's like it's almost like a contract it's almost like magic because the reticular activating center in your brain which when you buy a red car and then suddenly you see red cars everywhere yes it's looking out for great things in your life and just like many miracles just happen to me every day from from doing that it's just so it's just like magic it really is so yeah
0: so beautiful and it's something my listeners can really really adapt is such an easy way to just you know put yourself in a nice mindset Um, I know for myself and many of my listeners, we start our day with fears of, you know, whether we're going to binge eat or, you know, negative beliefs about our bodies and that kind of thing. So that beautiful affirmation is just so supportive in just creating a a different mindset. Yeah. Thank you for sharing.
1: No, no worries at all yeah it's it's it really does it really has transformed my life just that one thing yeah it's
0: really amazing amazing um so we talked a little bit about money and but i'd love to know in your opinion how can your relationship with food influence your relationship with money or the other way around (laughs) because there is a definite correlation there
1: Yeah, yeah, I've often thought that there are lots of similarities between food and money. And I think, you know, in both cases, you can have an unhealthy or a healthy relationship with them. And I think, you know, when it comes to money, you know, if you're feeling very miserly, you know, it's almost about, you know, it's not enough. And there's not, well, you don't get enough nourishment because you're kind of just, you're just holding on to it. You're not allowing the energy to flow. And I think that, you know, ultimately also if there's too much emphasis on making money then it's almost like that sort of feeling of gluttony so it's almost like you just again it's back to that equilibrium you know there is a happy medium you know you don't want to be obsessing and putting all your energies into money and neglecting your family you know and there's no time for anything else there's no time for your hobbies or or for you and that's so many people they destroy their health just to get money Mm. so it's you know it's then it becomes completely detrimental because then they're you know they spend their whole lives then trying to get better and they spend all their money trying to get back their health so it's kind of <laughs> pretty ironic yeah. so um, but also I think there's also this you know feelings about accepting yourself which I think will have a knock-on effect from both money and food perspective um, and I also think there's a lot of shame around food and there's a lot of shame if you have money problems, there will be a lot of shame that will be associated with that as well. So mm. yeah, I think the more you think about it, I think the more there's kind of there's lots of sort of parallels and learnings that can be sort of learned between those different areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and you know I can actually relate to that a lot because um when I was struggling in my eating disorder days, um, I obviously tied all my self-worth to my physical appearance and because I didn't feel like my body was perfect or you know because I feel like I or felt like you know I was a failure because I was binge eating um, I didn't feel worthy in other areas of my life and that included my job you know I didn't feel like I was worthy getting a new one even though they abused me you know not physically but they abused my time I was working incredibly long hours for very little pay and I wasn't allowed to complain um and I never felt worthy of actually finding other work I also didn't even feel worthy to ask to be compensated for all those extra hours even though I was working 14 to 16 hour days on a Mm -hmm. tiny, tiny little salary, Um, so there was this real sense of, you know, like, this is what I deserve, because I look this way, and because I can't control myself with food, I don't deserve Mm -hmm. anything better, yeah,
1: yeah no I totally relate to that I mean it wasn't so for me it wasn't necessarily through food although I I did have a little issue with food I think at some point in my late sort of like that school Um, but I just had a general low self-esteem so I, I absolutely had the same thing at work you know just working ridiculous hours no overtime and feeling unable to say anything it's it's you know you know ultimately I you know it it comes down to our relationship with ourselves and how much we value ourselves and I think that's the real journey that we go on is just kind of always just trying to build ourselves up and believe in ourselves because you know that's the ultimate journey that's the ultimate way forward and and then if you really did value yourself you wouldn't allow that kind of thing to happen but it's it's a long journey yeah. to get there
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean mine was over 13 years after like doing the same thing over and over um yeah. and moving from one job to the next where I didn't feel that value or that you know um sense of worth so I 100% understand that it, it can take a while for us you know for us all unless we aware of it you know I think we can just be stuck in that cycle for so many years, you know, and it's it's amazing when you're on the other side, you're like, wow, if only I asked for help.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, but it is it's that cycle, it just goes round and round and round, you know. If you don't even know you can get off, it's just yes. it's just it's just, just, it's constant. just part of life, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah.
0: So um what are some ways that uh we can support ourselves. Uh, with um, when it comes to our relationship with money
1: absolutely well I think it is it's that internal work you know I think it's you know one of the statistics is that 80 percent of people do not feel enough Mm. so you know if you if you start on that premise you know no wonder there's all these problems out in the world because you know we're going to self-sabotage we're going to do everything that's kind of bad for ourselves because if we don't believe we're worth it then what's the point yeah so it really is that case of working on ourselves loving ourselves and just working on ourselves you know first it's like that's the job is to kind of you know build ourselves up however we can And, you know, and it's kind of like it feels in some ways unrelated, but absolutely, it's the opposite. It's it's integral to your success, because I could have started off by teaching people how to invest. and, And that was kind of the original intention. But it quickly became apparent that if you don't do that inner work, if you don't really fundamentally change yourself and and believe in yourself and and get the universe, all the things, you know, all those foundational things, then, of course, You know, how are we going to, you know, be successful? And if you are successful, how are you going to keep it? You know, are you just going to take it and then throw it back out again? So it's so important to get the soil right, to fertilize Mm. and and build up the soil. And then everything just flows so much better.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I get that because in, in my line of work, we work on healing that relationship with food before we can even look at healing emotions or the body if we don't have that foundation right you know you can do whatever you like unfortunately the old patterns and the beliefs will always just creep back in
1: <laughs> that's it that's it so it is it's that constant reminding oneself as well mm. to sort of to not forget because I think that's the easy you know it's could do some good work and then just forget to do it so it's just trying to sort of get into the habit of of being kind to yourself and believing and loving yourself yeah yeah
0: yeah. amazing well I have um I know from my own personal experience but also uh, uh, many of my listeners and uh, many of the women I speak to often say how much money they actually spend on binge foods you know and you know I talk a lot about the reason why we binge and how we can, you know, kind of sort that out. But do you have any tips on how um, my listeners can maybe save some money or maybe invest some money? Uh, that might be helpful in this in this instance Mm.
1: well it's true I mean you know this kind of things you know just stuff you know snacks and things I mean they really add up that's one thing to sort of start off with you know when you just I remember when I was in my 20s I phoned the credit card company because I couldn't understand why these small amounts added up to such a large amount it just felt like they'd added it up wrong (laughs) and bless her she actually did add it up for me but of course they were right (laughs) But it is, it's like those little things. But so, so to start with, just you know, preparing things for yourself, you know, I think also, you know, if you prepare it yourself, you know what goes in it. So you can, not only is it cheaper, but it's also more nourishing. And I think the other thing is batch cooking, you know, and b- doing things all up front if you have a Sunday just to sort of make what you need. I think the more you can have that filling, nourishing food, I think, you know, I think a lot of re- from my perspective, you know, having done a lot of research into this as well, I feel that the reason why we need to um, binge sometimes is just because we're not getting the nutrition that the body needs. And so it's, it's it's seeking out more nourishment and it's not getting it because a lot of the food is empty. A lot of the soil is depleted and a lot of the snacks are not healthy. So you just need more of it. But if you get really densely nutritious food, then, and you can batch cook it in advance, you save some time, then your body gets the nutrients it needs and doesn't need all the foods that we binge on. So, you know, from, from my own personal perspective, I think that's really important. And I do, I, I very much try and keep to that kind of philosophy myself in terms of, you know, just eating highly nutritious foods. And it does, it does curb the hunger I, I find. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I always talk to my clients about, Um, you know, having balance with food, but being prepared, meal prep, um, you know, and going into a shopping center with a list, is such a great money saver because you you kind of know it also saves time because yes you, you know you're not wandering around the shops thinking oh what am I going to make this week and then you know that's when your mind kind of goes well you know you don't really have time so you might as well get the the thing that's really easy and there's nothing wrong with that and uh, you know like I, I don't want to shame any food here but we end up getting into a habit of listening to that little story in the mind that will keep saying, well, you don't have time, get something easy. And then we feel, um, feel guilty about that Mm, afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And on the the same vein as a list, um, not going shopping when you're hungry. That's another yes. sort of classic one to save money because obviously, if you're hungry, you just go and hoover up the whole oh lot, and it, it makes yes. such a difference, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just, you know, you're just in that frame of mind, and you know, and it's, you know, it's if you're satiated, then it just, you just have a different mindset the minute you step inside.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, like I always talk about honouring your hunger, and if you know your shopping's going to take a while, make sure that you packed your snacks or you prepared. Go have lunch first because, yeah you will end up just buying things that you don't need, because you're not thinking clearly. And that's because of the urge that I talk about so often. So thank you, Heather, for sharing your knowledge and sharing everything that's, you know, um, just a great insight about money and, you know, how we can start building a relationship with that. Um, So you mentioned that you have a gift for my audience. Did you want to just tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, yes. I have a free financial audit. It's an hour long. And we really go through and just, you know, I talked about the financial literacy thing. So I kind of, you know, ascertain and see, you know, how financially literate people are. Just to make sure that they've got the fundamentals in place and you know whether they've got the, the paperwork that they they might need and and the emotional kind of connection with money just to get a, a broad sense of where they are right now so it's really exciting it's it's valued at 350 dollars so it's it's a really great kind of starting point to um just get themselves into that kind of mindset of yes you know i am on top of things about oh, money
0: wow thank yes. you that's i'm sure so many people will appreciate that um, i will make sure to pop that into the show notes so that you can go and get that evaluation from heather um amazing did you uh, i normally ask all my guests uh for one way in which you like to appreciate your body
1: um well well i maybe a couple of things because one of the things is i've just started sort of having a monthly massage, which really is amazing. Like, you know, it really does connect me to my body and it does kind of allow me just to sort of stop and relax just that, you know, just at least that one time a month, you know, it just has that sort of really feeling of honoring. Mm. um But I think what we talked about earlier as well about the nutrient dense foods, I think that is also another way that I honor my body.
0: Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing that amazing tip with us and all your knowledge. I'm so excited to have this episode. I'm really passionate about money and, you know, finding ways to invest in myself, but also invest in, you know, amazing vehicles. So I'm so glad you've come to share your journey. Um, Where can people find you? Um, Well, I
1: think my best place is on LinkedIn. So it's just Heather Mitchell, one word, which is quite easy to find. Um, Otherwise, um, I'll give you my kind of email and other contact details so people can find you by the show notes.
0: Amazing. Yes, I will pop that all into the show notes of this episode. So thank you, Heather, so much for for joining me. Um, And I'm excited to um, learn more through conversations Um, And just thank you for your time and sharing all your knowledge.
1: Thanks, Dale. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having
0: me. Amazing. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. And don't forget to share this with all your friends. You can do this by adding this to your Instagram story and tagging me at Wholesome Lifestyle Project or by simply telling them about it. If you could rate and review on whatever platform you are listening, this will go a long way in helping me get this podcast out there so that I can share my message and help as many women out there struggling with food issues as I can. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram on Wholesome Lifestyle Projects or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Heath, and that's where you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.